0: Lights, camera, action. Do you wonder how films are produced and what really goes on behind the scenes? Well, stand by. Filmmakers Kevin Mumphrey, Victoria V.A. Jones, and Carson Hyde Ferguson. Local filmmakers talking about the world of film. Right here on F*** It, we will fix it in post-podcast.
1: Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Whenever time you're watching, we thank you for doing so. This is Kevin Mumphrey, and this is F***. Fix it in post. I am here with my colleagues, Karsten Hype-Ferguson. Say hello.
2: What up?
1: And Victoria V.A. Jones.
2: What's going on?
1: We have a guest today, a local filmmaker here. Her name is Jasmine Schuler. How are you?
3: I'm good. I'm good. What is up, everyone?
1: I got your last name right. There.
3: You did? <laughs> yes. yes.
1: <laughs> I, I, I have a fear of messing people's names up on air. So I like to start it off with. Uh,
2: that was too funny, wasn't it?
1: I didn't mean it to be funny. That's,
2: no, it, it's funny. You, that, that's an that's a,
0: that's a irrational fear.
1: That is one of my it, irrational fears, yes. Because people it's mess funny. my name up so much. So I don't want to mess up other people's names. Like people have destroyed my name. That is not. You, know, but you, you can live with that, though. It's not like. No, I can't. Own. No, no. You know? No. Don't you play, really, with, my, you really don't play with my name.
2: You really can't live with that. Because
1: here's the thing if they'll say your last name wrong, they'll write it wrong on your check. what? <laughs> and
3: <laughs> then you can't cash the
1: check. Exactly. <laughs> and I've always been taught they can play with your first name, but they don't play with your money name.
0: <laughs> okay. So, yeah, okay. No. I, I, I got you there. I got That's you right. there. So, like, hmm. I still got a couple of trophies that uh, people owe me. I don't think I'm going to see them, though.
1: Trophies or checks? <laughs>
0: trophies.
2: Like, you mean, like, like trophies? I was like, I was like, like, statue yeah, trophies? Yeah,
0: like, yeah, yeah, like, statue trophies. Well, I got, like, two minute. trophies. Wait, that they, they messed my wait. name up. They messed my name up, and they're like, we'll fix it. And I'm like, no, no, just give it to me now, because you're going to forget about it. And they're like, nah, no, we're not. And then uh, here I am years and years and years. You later, took it. I don't have those trophies.
2: <laughs> right. You took the trophies. You did this to yourself. I, you you no, should have <laughs> done I would I would I would have took the trophy,
0: but they're like, no, they were insistent on like two times in my life. It's weird it happened like that. They insisted and
2: you know what? You know, just let's forget about it. Anyway
0: <laughs> I, I still don't like the fact
2: that I didn't get those trophies. Jasmine. I hard for <laughs> Rico, Rico. How are you doing today?
3: <laughs> I am doing good. I can't complain. I'm doing really, really good. So
1: you guys are funny, <laughs> yeah. We we can't be comical at times. <laughs> so it's, it's
2: called dry humor. <laughs> oh my goodness.
3: I love it.
1: So oh. what uh, made you start get into the world of film?
3: Oh, so um, it was really a book, honestly. To be quite honest, um, at a time I had got out of bad relationship, and so I went back to what I just loved doing, which was just writing. Really just journaling, writing my thoughts. And I was writing this book, the intro, first it was a poem, and then I was like, oh man, let me write this book. And then as I started writing it, I was like, I want to see if I can make it a movie. Wouldn't that be cool? Like, I had no, it was just that, just honestly, just that scene, if I can write this book, if I can make a book into a movie. So then I go to uh, the Nashville Film Institute. Uh, started February 2019. And um, I just wanted to be a producer and writer. That was it. I didn't want to do anything else because I felt like you know everybody, mom wanted to direct, everybody, they daddy
2: wanted. Oh, yeah, you write about that? Yes.
3: And I was like, I just want to do something. You know, I just love writing. And then when I went to film school, that changed. And so um, since then, it's just kind of been that. Yeah.
1: This literally came. <laughs> You I
3: mean, a that's deal how it filmmakers. Though. Yeah, did, it was funny. Like before basketball, growing up, I had wanted to be a gospel singer. My dad was um, a pastor. For some people who don't know, I never broadcasted that, but um, he was a pastor, and I wanted to be a gospel singer. And of course, I just see myself. I want to be on TV, you know. Then I would joke in college about being on TV, but I went to college doing at TSU for communications and and, uh, psychology, but I wanted to have a a talk show about kids. But if I didn't do that, I just probably wanted to coach a high school basketball team or something or um, be a teacher or a a psychologist, but I never thought that this would be the route. To be quite, I did not. I just was, I did it for fun, like, oh, can I make this a movie? That was it. Like, (laughs) here I am.
1: And bam. So, uh, how long were you at the uh, Nashville Institute?
3: So, I was there for about February, March. I left in April, and I was getting booked a lot for PA jobs, and that's what I wanted. So, from February, from like March was my first one. From March all the way into like now, um, and well, I'll say February is when um, I really start peaking was pa that whole, really, year, that whole year. And um, then I got a job at Mount Zion Baptist Church, being one of the camera operators there. Um, And then I just kept shooting. Um, I really didn't want to do camera work, but how I got into the camera was a situation where um, someone had kind of backed out on the project when I needed them. And so I took that, uh, I was like, oh, shit. I need to learn how to take accountability. I need to learn the camera. That,
2: that's how it goes. Yeah, I need to learn that's exactly how it goes. I can't depend goes. on
3: nobody because, for real. So you just
0: put the hat on.
3: Yeah. Put hat on. i was like, I got to learn the technical side of this. Forget this. So I started working the camera. I started operating the camera last year, October 2019, on my birthday, actually. And um, ever since then, I've just been shooting.
1: So it felt like a natural fit for you?
3: It was. I learned a lot on set. And a lot of people don't want to be like a production assistant. You know, they don't really want to work at the low level. You know, that's sometimes it's looked upon. But it's really as many PA jobs you can get, you should take to learn and just to see uh, what people are doing. And I had opportunities to work in the camera department as camera PA. And um, I just seen just different angles and movements and um, really under, it just gave me a better understanding for my motivation for each camera shot that I do now, being able to articulate the thoughts and the actor's thoughts with different camera shots. Because that stuff is important, in camera movement. So I just learned and practiced on my own. And then here I am.
1: <laughs> so, because usually... Like when you I want you would expand about being a PA like because mm-hmm. now it's so much easier. People can just pick up a camera mm-hmm. or honestly, you can pick up your phone now. Oh yeah. And make a film. Yep. It's
3: so, really no excuse. Like
1: so people may tend to just want to do it that you, way.
2: You, you listening to that people, there's no excuse. No, no. There's no excuse. <laughs> Out of my busy claim to be <laughs> busy schedule, I still do projects. Yeah. There's no excuse. Mm. there's and no oh let she's me doing it in
1: another city let so. me
2: wait uh i don't have this prepared yet because i used to be like that yeah i used to be like well i don't have this yet yeah. well this is not perfect yet mm-hmm. so i'm gonna just wait wait till
0: i get my no. money right
3: no, no. That not even then. that's the worst thing like people get so caught up i want my i want it to look high quality and the thing is when i first started off um the interrogation room was my first film ever the quality wasn't there, but I had people who the story was really good, and so as I've learned in film, like yo, as long as you got a good ass story, hell yeah, don't worry about no quality. Shit. Like get the story because I've seen stuff that's so highly cinematic, looks dope, it but it then is. you
2: just watch
1: and be like yo, what what was the story? I don't know what the
3: hell <laughs> <was> <laughs> right it was it was
2: the worst thing ever. I'm yeah. like. But that shot look good, but I don't like this movie.
3: Yeah, and even music videos, some people be like, well, I want to do, I want to direct music videos. All right, direct it. Go find a good artist that has a good song, like, that you feel that's really good, right? And because I don't even, never like to say somebody's stuff is trash or someone's art because everyone has a way, in, uh, their own eye. So, but, like, find some talent, you know, get a good story and just shoot this like this. Yeah. Let's not hold our breath and just be like, "Oh my God, no, yeah. shoot it!" You
1: can, <laughs> you can throw a rock and find an artist out here. Man, what?
3: Everybody
2: and their mama want to be a rapper. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Kirsten probably want to be a rapper. You want to be a rapper, Kirsten?
1: Why did you ask him? No, no.
0: Nah, nah. Like, uh, like I, I used to spit back in the day, but uh, yeah. I didn't want to do that. I, I, I mean, since
1: fun. since we're opening up and everything, <laughs> when I was like 13, I used to rap.
2: Nice. I used to. Is there a oh, mixtape somewhere? Yeah.
1: Oh, I like Ooh, two, find but it. my brother has them. There's two. You know Ooh. how you read a book and started? Yeah. I read a book about the music business and quit. I was like, oh, because mm. I don't even remember the name of the book, but it might as well have been. Not for me. <laughs> oh, it, the book might as well have been A Thousand Ways to F***ing oh, Artists. Because I was like, how do you get paid? Oh, wow.
3: Oh, no. I mean, the grind is real. Oh, my god. The goodness. grime is
1: real, but the money wasn't. Yeah. And then I start seeing like these um, the VH1 documentaries, mm-hmm. and it's just behind the music. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That that yeah. book and behind the music, I just I just hear stories all, about them know,
3: going
2: broke. That's all about
3: yeah. the contracts
2: too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You you
3: better. know pre- yeah. you got you better like, read. Right,
2: the, but they, at they, I mean, even, and they even get in poor the movie
0: people the street. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even in the movie industry, some of the same th- stuff happens because they don't understand the business side. They just want to be artists, mm-hmm. but not understanding that you don't have control of your art unless you have control of the business side. Yep.
1: Right. And they want to be far. Like, I
2: just want to be an artist.
1: You can just be an artist. A you can just be a broke. Yeah. There's a term, a starving yeah. artist for a reason.
2: Yeah. I'm a starving artist right over here.
1: And that's the thing,
3: too. I I'm like,
1: like, you know, you don't I, have to be a
3: starving I, I, artist.
0: I, I'm, yeah, that's what I'm talking about you right know what there. I'm right like, there. You
3: don't have to. Right and I think all this, like, I know a lot of people um, that I've known, like, met or met in the film industry. They moved to LA and they come. They came right back. Like, COVID has taught me so much. I've never had the desire to want to move to LA or Georgia. Me either. But I work out there. I kind of feel like if you can't maximize your resource where you're at and really make it the best. What are you going to do when you get out there, right? So you're just going to turn on and like, oh, I'm yes, I'm going to give it all. When I'm in, I'm going to kick it all. Yeah. Like, you guys better it, give it all Tennessee.
2: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so. Or you got to have something to take out there. Yes. You just can't go out there and be like, oh, okay, now I'm going to get started in no. what I need to do. You have to show them something yeah.
0: first. Absolutely. Well, you, know, you know, think about it from other industries, too. Like, uh, I was having a conversation when I was, I, I drove back from Florida yesterday. So it was a long, it was, it was a long day about uh, eight hours. And um, we was talking about uh, all this stuff, and I said, I said, look at Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett could have moved to New York, but he decided to stay in Omaha and trade stocks out there. He's like, yo, I can do this anywhere. I feel like that's how filmmaking, a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. is now,
1: especially with technology. And everyone from New York, they would fly to Omaha to to have a meeting with him.
0: Wow. Yeah, because he he made his own way. You know what I'm saying? Like, um... The, the, like, you know, rest in peace to the uh, the uh former CEO of Zappos. You know what I'm saying? He was out in Nevada. Like, Nevada wasn't, I mean, yeah, Vegas, but it wasn't popping like that for business. No. Businesses. It no. Til, til he, he went out there and made like a little small uh, fledgling community. I got a couple of uh, cats out that way, too. Like, one of them is actually a filmmaker. We'll have to get her on the pod at some point in time.
1: And as much, as long as I, because honestly, when I came to college up here, the goal was graduate Go to Florida or go to California,
4: mm-hmm.
1: but I realized this, I've met more California people and Florida people up here. Yeah, it's like, oh, why you moving here? This is the here?
2: next booming city. Okay,
1: and I was like, why would like? There's no way in hell I go back to Florida, and and California's like man, it's too expensive. And like, I would talk to like
3: 100 square footage for 2,500 a month. You gotta be out your mind.
1: Look, we getting that expensive too.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> now, that man, it. oh for sure,
1: we getting there. Cause I, That's I was only looking because up,
2: like all these people are moving here. Yeah. It wasn't like yeah. that beforehand. Yeah, yeah.
1: Cause I be yeah, looking yeah. up apartment prices and man, it be breaking my heart.
3: Yeah. <laughs> like, oh wait, this is. <laughs> I'm like,
1: oh, this is good. Oh, this is for a single bedroom.
3: Three thousand dollars.
2: <laughs> yeah. Ouch. Condo. Okay. You know what I'm saying?
1: <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we. I don't think we is new like New York.
3: <laughs> I hope we don't ever get to that point.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna have to leave. I, I mean, I'm not paying. Well,
2: just like just like here, there's always a new city. Just like it was Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Atlanta's now is now big. There's mm-hmm. always going to be that new city that's going to elevate. Once yeah. Nashville gets to that Atlanta status, there's going to be somewhere else. I
3: don't think Atlanta's that bad. It's not that that expensive. I mean, it's expensive, but it's tolerable. Like
2: well, yeah, it's tolerable. L.A.
3: Hell no. New York Hell no. <laughs> Like, you know,
0: the, the whole state of Georgia, for the most part, cost of living is not so, so bad. Yeah. It's and just Atlanta. Most people, most yeah. people tend to, to move to the outskirts. I mean, you're still, where well, you're still close enough, like within an hour drive. So you yeah. you can still, you know, do stuff in the city or whatever. But, you know, that hour turns into three hours or four okay. hours depending on where you need to go.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: There ain't, no, there ain't no joke. No joke.
1: So do you, and I guess I actually thought, do y'all see Nashville becoming like LA or like something in between? I
2: see Nashville becoming like the next Atlanta.
3: I, I think and I'm with her. I, I think it could be the next Atlanta, but the thing is, it's just like Atlanta's diverse. You still got you know white people, black, and for film, and when I think about film in Tennessee, it's like. Okay, we're we're getting there to a point where the film is growing, yeah. Is growing, and I've only again been in the film industry for uh, a year, so. But I would love to see more Black people in the film industry are getting the jobs like the the big budget deals, you know. So it depends on Tennessee Film Commission, you know, how open are they going to be for accepting culture, culture, different cultures and and how can I put it, more of a uh, just diverse setting, really, because I have yet to see, like, if you go to Atlanta, I'm going to see a, a white or a black DP. I'm going to see a white or a black director. Nashville, I have yet to see a somebody bring on a black DP. You know what I'm saying? I haven't, i only seen one female director, one female director, black one, uh, for like a music video commercial, but I mean, maybe they, they are here and I don't know nothing about it, but I just would love to see more people in those roles that can actually have a voice or are doing different things. I've seen one guy come down, he was DIT. You know what I'm saying? So um, I just would love to see. I think it'll be, it has a potential to be like Atlanta, but with the music and the film industry, you know, I don't know if Tennessee is like going to, how open are they going to be to arts and inviting other people? You know what yeah, I'm saying?
4: Yeah, I get
2: gonna?
1: that. Okay.
3: But hopefully, you know, it opens up some more. So
1: now, like as far as it's like being like Atlanta, do you mean like because you know, like California, California, the contracts are signed there. I mm-hmm. mean, they may have studios there, whereas Georgia, most of the filming mm-hmm. is done here, mm-hmm. or like even in New Orleans, it's yeah. mostly filming doing here. So like it, like it kind of expanded a little bit.
3: Yeah, I hope Tennessee can expand for. I know they're expanding music wise. Like, there's a whole lot of dope at, uh, music artists in Nashville that are coming, black rap artists. And so that's really cool to see. Um, so I think they're embracing that. But when it comes to the filming, I hope there'll be more feature films here, um, documentaries. I mean, I know there's music videos, but country music videos, you know?
1: Oh, yeah, that's so always going to
0: be that.
3: Hopefully, there'll be more oh, studios. Yeah. People can build some. No,
0: you know, I, I, think, I think it'd be a. I think, I think more, more would come here if they, like once they see more of that, because there's a lot of people that record here from all different genres, they come to Nashville record and fly out. I mean, me and Kevin was talking about like when the, the, uh, for lack of, uh, not knowing where this is going, the, uh, the bug that's going around, you know, the big bug that's going around, uh, it actually, uh. DMX was stuck in Nashville. Oh he, yeah, he was yeah. out here
3: recording. I know someone that said they were working on a, a project with him. He was
2: That's here so. and
3: yeah, they record. Was, but uh, are they going to like? You know what I'm saying? And a lot we of a art,
2: lot yeah. of artists don't even tell even the public that they come here and they record. Yeah, like, nah, I mean, it's cool to record. Nah, they, they, they just you know. What I, I, they, mean? I guess they, like they the vibe here—it's
3: here, Tennessee, y'all. Tennessee. Like, yeah,
1: yeah. So but I mean, like people like when I'm come to Nashville, people. It's one of the places people kind of like oh yeah I took a trip out to net like people talk about it but I almost think like the scene especially like maybe like when celebrities come here I mean you're people don't bother you like they probably would in California or yeah. something like like hey yeah. how you doing have a nice day
2: yeah well it's mostly yeah. in like the yeah. outskirts too yeah. you know you know what I'm saying yeah. not because I ain't gonna lie to you I mean Let's just put it out there. If Missy Elliott came to Nashville and I saw her down, you know, walking down the street, there's no. I, I'm finna go up to her. I'm not lying to you. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure there's a lot of other people who gonna walk up to her and right. try to get to her. That's, that's the, right, that's the real deal. And I guarantee and, it's some other people out there. You know what I'm saying? That, and that is a
1: possibility. Oh, she's you probably know, been she, here. She probably, you
0: know, it, it, you know it, it just depends. It depends. Like, uh, there's some people that, you know, that they like certain, it, it probably depends on the celebrity. So, like, what, like a Taylor Swift couldn't just walk down the street?
1: Here, no.
0: You know, maybe maybe, maybe a Bruce Willis. Actually, Absolutely. a matter of fact, uh, Bruce Willis, uh, allegedly, I don't know how true this is, but allegedly he, he uh, his rental car broke down in, like, Jolton. And then some dudes didn't even know who he was. And they were like, oh, what's your name, sir? And he's like, He's like, uh, my name's Bruce Willis. And like, they soap, soap, uh, like, get a tow truck, took him to where he needed to. And he's like, man, these people are awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's like, the house a girl. I mean, person.
3: Yeah.
1: But like, I also.
3: Record, but as far as filming and stuff, I hope, I wish, I'm going to say this. They well, need I mean, to it, open up more. There's, <laughs> <laughs> there's,
1: uh,
0: there, there's, still, there's still the years of the, um, the, uh, not the stereotypes, but the, um, you know the stigma with you know banjos in the South. I met yeah. I met a northern a years ago. He said he said this is not the South. I was like, what are you talking about, man? We're you know Mason Dixon Line, Mississippi. You know like what what are you talking about? It's like Civil War battle war uh, civil uh, Civil War uh, battlefield like right over there. And I just like point out the door. He's like, no, this is not the South. But what he's meaning is it you know it's probably not. To his his What he was thinking in Southwest. Mm-hmm. He thinks he thinks about banjos and like you know, bayous and backwoods and people barefoot.
2: Oh, you gotta He's go deep like, south yeah, for yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You gotta go Miss deep city. deep yeah. south. Or Walmart. He, but he,
0: he don't know. He <laughs> from like he from like you know up north, like city city only. Like grew up pretty much like that.
1: Yeah, I can. I, and I can see people having it, and I think that that's what kind of. Because when I would do um, little gigs, that uh, people would visit here and then they move here. You go, well, I, this is mm-hmm. not what I thought Nashville was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, man, it's, it's feel, it feels like kind of like California.
3: It's growing now. Yeah, it
2: is yeah. growing,
1: and it's getting way more diverse. Yeah, out here, it is because, like, I think you mentioned the hip hop scene here. I, I started. I think um, they did a story about like. The, because apparently the Nashville hip-hop scene is starting to grow a bit. And oh, I forgot the name of the uh, Think N- NPR. I think they did a story on them. And not complex. There's some company they've been talking about lately.
3: Oh, it's grown. Nashville, it's dope. So many yeah. dope artists, female artists, rap artists, you know. It's just
2: dope. It's just like Memphis. You know, the, the rap artists in Memphis are getting known. hmm well-known better than they had before. You know, you had those certain people out of Memphis, artists out of Memphis, but now it is a broad band of artists out of Memphis that are getting recognized on a national scale. I'm not just talking about, you know, underground. This is national.
1: Now y'all think kind of like, well, like social media.
2: Oh yeah, Yeah. social media helps a lot. And the fact that, We've Absolutely. been locked down helps even more. Yep. Because everybody is on social media now. Everybody. God. Even me. Uh. More than what I used to be.
3: <laughs> I didn't get, no, I, I feel that because I just started my Instagram page last year. <laughs> when I was in film school. So, you know. You know I, hate how's it? I hate social media though.
1: No, no, go ahead. Why, yeah. why do you hate it?
3: Um, Because I think, one, it kills creativity to a certain extent. You know what I mean? And then, like, two, I'm just a private person. So um, I was just told they talked about marketing and stuff like that at NFI. So I just was like, okay, let me get with the program. So I found out if you have a Facebook, you really already you already have an Instagram. So I just worked well, that. Well, I don't know. That, um, well,
1: Mark's going to have to sell that soon. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, Maybe not.
3: And then for Facebook, my teammate made me a page. She's like, look, you need to get on here. You need to get on here. And so
1: the um you mentioned that kills creativity. Do you mm-hmm. think it's like almost like too many, I guess, too many ideas out there and it kind of
3: we everyone always have ideas. When you sleep, you have ideas. When you're awake, you have ideas. Like it just nonstop. But I think that when people try to uh how can I put this? like, try to recreate or steal somebody else's creativity, which is cheesy to me, or um, don't, when their own idea isn't authentic, then I think that kills creativity. Like, don't get me wrong, everyone has, sometimes people have, God gives people the same visions or the same, or just the thought or concept or something, but it's never really yours until you, like, execute it for real, you know? Um, But I think social media sometimes, it, does kill
2: creativity. It does. You're right. It does. No. Yeah, yeah.
1: See, I like. I tend to. I like it just because I do pretty much.
2: But I do like 80.
1: good though. Oh yeah, it's. It, right? I do right. most of my networking through it because yeah. I'm not a person who's gonna be going to some party. Hey, how you doing, man? I'm very yeah. much an introvert. Mm-hmm. I don't want. I talk longer. Like when I'm done with this, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> this is my workout <laughs> for today. Mm-hmm. going dead to sleep mm-hmm. so with social media it's a lot easier for me to network through there
3: it's just how i use it really i just for me i'm not that big on it but i'm getting better with with it so
2: and it's all about and then, who you are and then, uh, mm,
3: that's who that's who.
1: and as far as like and, and you Kevin oh,
2: really needs to go
0: to a it can really needs to go to an event or whatever like he'll pimp me out he'll be like
1: oh hey, yes, or I me yeah. absolutely wait wait no wait no <laughs> You the one pimping me
2: out. How do I pimp hey, you I out? You so just so come so
1: with so shades you. and go, hey, Kevin.
2: That's because I don't want to be there. And you literally, this man will hit me up. Uh-huh. This is how this goes, right here. Let's just put it out. Uh-huh. He will hit me up and say, Hey, there's an event. Blah, blah, blah. You wanna go? Sure. So I get it. I'm just like him. I'm an introvert. I get into mm-hmm. the mood of I. Right. He wants to go. Let's go. We we go in a pair all the time where we go. So when I get there, I'm really not interested. I'll just sit back in the corner, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> then people will draw to me like I'm somebody. Kevin's standing right here. He'll say, hey, have you met my friend, Bla- Victoria, Or blah, Absolutely. blah, blah. And I'll be so, like, damn, Kevin.
1: There's a reason.
3: You please- everybody,
2: everybody gonna right. say- there's <laughs> a reason.
1: And it's the other way this around. Is when so,
2: this is real.
1: It's the other way around when she does it to me. But I do that for a reason. Like, there's somebody there that I think mm-hmm. she should meet. Yeah. And she just has a, when she goes out, and it's weird. The more she dresses like she doesn't want to talk to people, the more she looks like she's famous. <laughs> <laughs> so she gets her shades on, got her outfit on. She be sitting down the cut. And Everybody's somebody's like, going to be like, yo. Who is that? Yo, that's a that's an executive for somebody. <laughs> yeah, maybe she is. You should go find out.
3: Go right ahead. And carry you like, yep. Yo. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. and I'm, I'm like, how did these people? How,
2: why am I talking to this person? Like, what happened?
1: <laughs> and I'm like, oh, thank
2: God. No, nah, yes. right. This is how this man sets me up, and I'm just what? like, why did I come? Why did I come here? If,
1: you, if I'm setting you up, there's somebody that there I wanted you to meet, because it, right it takes a lot for me to, to
3: makes the dream work. Because
1: <laughs> it it takes a lot for me to want to go outside, especially the colder it gets.
3: Oh. No. Nobody like, wants glass of
1: Nobody. It's no, Forget my name. Don't ask me for nothing. <laughs> like, it, I have have a
3: meeting. I said to, no, it's snowing.
1: Outside. I always, like, if i have dating someone, I said, look, if you in the snow <laughs> and you need my help, if I leave the house, we're probably getting married. <laughs> but... Oh, wow. Like it, so You what, got a right, matter. Right. Like,
2: What happens if you if you are married and your wife is like, hey, yeah. honey, I need you, Ooh, or baby, I need
1: I'll you. But well, we're already married. Response. We're already married, so, you know.
2: So, so you still not going to go out there? No, 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 no.
1: Before. Now, if you're married, you're a priority. So I have to. No, no, hold okay, on. But okay. before.
3: Uh, right. I was going to ask you thing. Like,
1: yeah, no, no, no. If you're, so when you're married. If you're in so a girlfriend's point, it's like, but uh, what
2: is it? What if like this is the the woman you want to be with? Y'all aren't married yet.
1: If like I said, if I leave the house, <laughs> you're that person. If not, you should probably find someone else out there. Now in the summer, I help any. Now in the summertime, I help anybody out if it's under twenty five degrees.
4: Mm, mm, mm. Don't
1: look for me. Oh, you don't need to live in the north. You sure N- No, no exactly. I uh-uh. I tell like you've never heard me even mentioning visiting anywhere north. Uh uh-uh. The last no, time I, I went up north I, went. I last time I went on vacation up north, it was in Detroit. It was my grandfather's funeral. And I was like, uh-uh. I need you to be sure that this man is dead because I'm not coming back.
2: <laughs> was it the winter time?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, and then Detroit oh winter, God. like, they have, like, that real, like, when you eww. put your foot in the snow, you don't see your foot. I
2: know what the I'm North wind yeah, is.
1: I, yeah, see, no, I didn't. know. I don't do that type of stuff.
2: You ain't never been up uh, north?
1: You know. Oh, I have. I've been in yeah. Chicago, and I went there in the spring, thinking, oh, it's going to be spring weather.
2: Uh-huh. It's still no. cold
1: as hell. No, that wind knocked me the <laughs> out.
2: I'm like, no. I'm not doing this. Never get. Oh. Well, it was one time when I went to Indianapolis and it was, summer. It, it was, no. <laughs> it was like 70 something degrees. But when I came back down here, it was blazing hot. Mm, and I said, oh no, that? we ain't doing this. I can't
3: do the cold. I, I can,
1: can do the heat. Can, I can be hot. I mean, now Nashville summers, like around July, I'd be like reconsidering some things. Ooh,
4: July, but I can make August. it to August.
1: I'm. I can even deal with August. It's like right in July. It's like ooh,
4: June damn. hot. June, but July. if I got yeah. good air in
1: my car, I'm good. Yeah, there's no way in hell I'm dealing <laughs> with wet, winter. Mm-mm. And like <laughs> I got some friends that are up north that live here, and they like to make fun of me when it's like 25 degrees, and I tell them not to call hey me. Like to... man, this
3: is nothing.
1: No, like, yeah, man, this is it's just a brisk. Well, I don't do brisk. I don't do your brisk. <laughs> Tennessee brisk <laughs> is 40 degrees. That's brisk for us. Like, oh, you realize when it snows, it's like Tennessee closes. <laughs> <laughs> for real. We
3: don't even think about
1: snow. Like this is this is how serious we are about, co- about yep. the cold here. Wow. There's a whole pandemic and we're still trying to get people outside. But if you put snow, hell no, nah, we close. not go up no in the mountains. No, 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 we're not going up in the mountains. <laughs> no.
2: I'm but talking what? about the Tennessee so, Mountains. That's what I'm talking about. I ain't Go doing up no. in just
1: in case. <laughs> so, so, I
0: don't so play we, with we cold can, weather. We can, uh, we can cross you off the list for snowboarding.
1: You can throw me off the list. <laughs>
0: <by> <laughs> Look,
1: for <with> so many reasons. Hey, I'm all down
2: for snowboarding. No, I never tried to. <laughs> you know call, what I'm saying? Don't call me. Myself.
0: I was supposed to. I was supposed to back in the day. And what day was, was this? I was just going to say, what's back in the day? <laughs> Go ahead, uh, 2003. Okay. 2003. Okay. So right, I, 2000, I bought my lift okay. tickets. I was like, I got my lift tickets. I bought my little passes and all that stuff. And it was unseasonably warm. Even though, like, I want to say a week or two prior, we had like a, a snow drift from like eight inches the day before. or No, no it was more than eight inches. It was like it was like 15 inches the day before. And I had never <laughs> seen that, like, with my own eyes. I've seen it, like, on the news. I was, like, I was like, yo, yo, they just cleared this all off. And they're like, yo, it's a snowdrift. So all the stuff that they cleared off, it just moved back to where it was. And I was like, yo, that's that's not cool. Kirsten. And then like two weeks later, I was like supposed to go snowboarding and the mountain was closed, at least on the, the beginner
1: part. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I ain't going to no event stuff. Curse, let me ask you something. What, what is considered a what, – what, what do you think Tennesseans call the snowdrift? What? What do you think Tennesseans <laughs> call the snowdrift? What do we call a snowdrift here? That's why I, I didn't know what it was.
0: They're like, yeah, it's because really <laughs> like, so exactly
1: it you're it's used like, to hearing it. it for that. Though, see, here we call snowdrifts states of emergencies. That's why you didn't know no. what it was. It's called, we call nah, those nah, states of emergencies. You,
0: know what, you ain't gonna have enough for it to move like that anyway. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I it's like it's like yo, we ain't really concerned with snow here. We're concerned with ice.
2: Yes. Yes, that's the. I'm concerned with Bo. No. Yeah. Snow, snow, snow ain't it's bad. Not right. But Hell. when it sticks and then it,
3: the next day, and I right. be looking at, at people playing bit,
1: in the snow like, up, what dude. in the f*** are y'all
2: doing? You didn't knowin? play in the snow as a kid?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man.
0: you stay missing oh, out, man, Kevin.
2: You are missing oh, out, Kevin. I'm going to stay in this warm house
1: out. and watch cartoons.
0: Click. i Yo, yo! I mean, yo—that's what—that's where that snow that that song came from. Like when the weather's outside is frightful, it's like yo, you—you know—you play outside and you come inside to warm up, like cocoa, all that good stuff.
1: I have no idea what the fuck you're talking.
2: About. You are a different kind of man, person. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't
0: know. I whatever. Man. Look, yeah. I lived in Germany for a little bit.
2: You man, are a yo, different we kind
0: of man. Who played this with snow, boy. I and, can't... Then, and then, not to mention, up here in Clarksville. We get considerably more weather than, you know, I guess probably over by y'all in Memphis.
2: Oh, it snowed all the time in Memphis. Like, every once a year. Now, when that ice hits. Yeah, well, I'm saying it snowed
1: more than once a year. I can't deal either. with
3: ice. I can't.
1: I, I can't deal with driving. And not even that I can't. It's just the rest of the state can't drive.
3: Yeah, other people be paranoid. So
1: I had to drive. last time we had some bad ice, I had to drive to Kentucky. I saw Ooh. so uh, all these little pickup trucks, these little huge trucks, all on the uh, side, sidewalk, mm-hmm. all in ditches. <laughs> I'm driving 40 miles, and laughing. Guess them tires didn't work. Mm-hmm. Wow. That was moving.
2: the ice. That was but the
1: ice. They didn't not
2: know
1: that. That was snow. I said that's why I said at first. it ice, <laughs> but well, not but the snow. snow. No, no. I was saying the last time me. it iced here, there was. They just drove their ass in the ditches in the you side know. of the street. You know, the the problem is,
2: what's the problem?
0: Cash be thinking because they got all-wheel drive. Right. It's the same <laughs> thing as traction. It's like, yo, oh. you can have all-wheel everything. All-wheel drive, drive you your ass in the ditch. On ice. Yeah. Okay. Well,
2: let's get back to film. I know, we got <laughs> <so
0: wise>. lies. <laughs>
1: so, okay. So, did you... um? Did you ever want to be in front of the camera at all?
3: I entertained the thought a couple of times, but I hate being in front of the camera. I love behind the camera. And when I mean behind the camera, that doesn't mean me operating a camera. It's just... Behind the scenes. There you go. Behind the scenes.
1: You'd rather bake the cake. Yes. I think she's the same way. Getting her in front of the camera is... Absolutely ...like getting me out in the snow.
2: (laughs) It's not no. the fact that I, I can't be in front of the camera. It's the fact of I can't control what's behind it. So if I'm sitting in front of the camera, I can't control. I can tell you how I want it to look, mm-hmm. but I'm not in control of it. So I get a little paranoid.
1: It kind of makes sense to you too.
3: It makes sense for sure. Because one time when I was on camera, I was like, okay, I'm wondering, okay, what's the ISO? What do they got the ISO? Exactly. You know, oh yeah, you need well, to be what, behind the what camera. What <laughs> Is <laughs> this lighting making me look too harsh yet. Exactly. Like you know, are they getting my good side? Don't zoom in. You know, is it a hard focus or a soft focus? Those
2: are all like, my thoughts right look. there. Now Everything there are actors will see.
1: Now there are actors will go look. I don't know if this lighting's correct, just because right. they, they write know write their shirt? good side. But when you start talking ISO, hey man, what camp?
3: What kind of camera is that?
1: <laughs> you, you, yeah, you need to be behind the camera.
3: So I just like being behind it, and honestly, I just love. Um, watching actors and actresses just do their thing. Like it's so liberating to see it's one side to see everyone just being in their element, but it's another when you see, um, a project just coming to life. Right. So it's just kind of like, I love, I just love watching it.
1: So what was the, I guess the first professional set you were on?
3: My first professional set as a PA, it was for this commercial and we were way out in the countries in Tennessee, and I was a grip PA. So I actually started in the grip department. And man, that's tough, hard work. But I loved it so much because you have to learn how to rig and make, you know, and bouncing lights, you know, just watch how the gaffer works. And um, so that was like my first um, official set. Yep.
1: So, like, when they say in um, sports, when you go from like, college to the pros mm-hmm. so like this spe- like the speed of it is different mm-hmm. it could be somewhat overwhelming mm-hmm. would you say it's about the same in film
3: um i think sometimes it can be overwhelming um and some things sometimes you just don't know and i think it's okay to say hey i don't know what this is i don't know what that is and like the pa i was going to be done paing before i got a call from a great friend she's a producer she's like hey can you please come on i was like Yo, I would love to because I just before I shoot a movie, I want to know the language. You know, everyone has their own process of doing things, but like I'm a teacher by nature, and because um, I taught after school programs and stuff like that, but I want to be able to teach people good habits, good set etiquette. So if I don't know something, I definitely know some people who do know things, but I just don't want to do a feature film without ever having to know what it's like on a feature. You know, yeah, I, get but that. I, I have a whole notebook of now terminology and the language of, of what each department or PAs or ADs and different things of what they say and you know what they mean. So now I'm able to like teach the next um, people that I work with, you know, the project, like, hey, you know, this is what this needs to be, and especially in the pre production meetings, like, hey, um, we're going to use terminology, whoever the AD. Whoever, whoever is my like court production coordinator, like, hey, let's make sure every let's we have a tight we tighten these things up here, because honestly, as a director, you just want to focus on the talent and making sure everything, mm-hmm. as far mm-hmm. as you know, you and the DP are communicating and the talent, because if you have to worry about everything else, it takes away. So, um, okay. a lot of it, times, I produce my own stuff. I'm a producer, but then you got to get somebody who you trust that can be a production manager, a good one. A good strong production coordinator and a good strong AD, so that way they're taking care of that, and you're not worrying about it.
1: So when you're finding, so, uh, no, go ahead, go ahead.
0: Well, I was gonna say, um, so that leads me to my question, mm-hmm. which I know I personally seen it firsthand. Uh, have you had any uh, issues with uh, like chain of command issues while being on set?
3: Oh no, and I do, and we have conference calls, like meetings, real deal. Zoom, or we're in person in a conference room meetings. Like, I lay it down, like, hey, everyone, this is what you know your roles. This is what you say you could do, whether you're in the camera department, or whether you are an actor, or AED, or my wardrobe stylist. I meet with everyone different. So it's like, okay, hey, this is my expectations. And I ask them, hey, what are your expectations of me? And one thing I learned about being on set as a producer or as a director, you have to know. You have to give other departments respect. Like, give them their proper time to set up, you know? Depending on what's the budget and the time. You may not have that much time, but I know the grip department, it may take an hour to light. Or with makeup, it may take 45 minutes. of wardrobe stylist may take her some time to make sure everything's good. So I give them my expectations. They give me their expectations and the time restraints. Like, hey, I need this, this, this much time. Or, hey, we need to spend a week, um making sure we go out and get these things. And I, well, my wardrobe stylist is so cool because she can make a lookbook. I'm like, okay, this is what we're talking about. We'll spend hours and hours and hours on a conference call with the writer. But, yeah, I've never had any problems with it because everyone just loves what they do. And, again, I respect what people do. And you just got to let people do. be creative in that. You, know? right. you can't micro. You feel like you got to micromanage someone. You got to. This ain't that. <laughs> you know and i don't do that because it's like that's smart. what
4: no nah, i let really. you go
3: crazy as shit. you wardrobe styles style go crazy with that shit. you know you yeah. you the dp on this project you know as long as i get key shots that i want man go crazy with, with what you do and that's just sound you know make it sound good and um lighting i don't never put no restrictions on it if dudes want to change the temperatures Within this scene, I'm like, okay, cool. As long as it is matched the feeling of it, I'm cool. Go crazy with it because it's not my area. I know of the area. I know what I want, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not my area.
1: So you leave, um, I guess, with different departments open for creativity.
3: Absolutely. You got to. Or nobody's going to want to work with you. Right. And
2: that's when they they do their best stuff. When you say to them, hey, this is what I need, but do you?
3: Yeah, go crazy. Yeah, you have to.
1: Now, is that, um, like, this is kind of something you've learned from being a PA, or this just kind of naturally um, how you work?
3: I think it's natural because, like, I play sports, I play ball at TSU, and I've learned that everybody's part, everyone's role is so major, whether it's that person who's just a defender, and there's only one ball, you know what I'm saying? Only, you can only shoot, you know what I'm saying? Only one person can score at one time, you know? Yeah so you learn teamwork and sometimes it took me a minute to really grasp it and understand but like yo everyone part like if someone messes up you got help side that's gonna be there somebody's gonna have your back so like you know if i can't for whatever reason sound you got sound got they boom up boom operator's gonna have their back or you know with the art director, all right. She got production design. She got special effects, makeup. Okay, everybody in there. Then they have their PAs, and then they got their assistants. And then you know, it's like everybody got their, everyone has their part. But then we all know we got each other's back because I tell them at the end of the day, we ain't put on no, nothing that s. Is is not quality. The 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 art of it, the really like meaning to where we're a safe zone. So when somebody watched my films. I want them to be like, damn, this is a safe zone. I feel this shit. I don't even yeah. know what it's about. Yeah. And I think that's all I want to do in my films is, like, when people, whether I'm talking about homosexuality, where I'm talking about uh, love, romance, horror, whatever, it's a safe zone. Like, like, dang, I love that. Like, dang.
1: So, um, like, what else did you take from you played basketball, right? Mm-hmm. So you say a lot of what you learned from the sport of basketball oh, yeah. goes into – Say your filmmaking or mm-hmm. how you direct.
3: Yeah, like I at TSU, I scored a thousand points. You know, Division One OVC, and played, I didn't do none of that. So. And yeah. and I played, you know, against Ohio State and stuff. And I have it taught me like it's so hard work, and then people cry about wanting to be at a certain level but don't want to do the work. And I think yep. a lot of time people <laughs> yeah. people's Preach. grind is different Preach. though. Like my how I grind and how she grind is two different grinds. So I can't say she ain't grinding. You know what
2: I'm saying? Yeah, so but there is a difference though from difference. people who are who just want to give in to them. Yes, yes. Yeah. There's a difference.
3: You a know whole, what I'm saying? A whole different because you can tell
2: everybody got their own grind, and
1: yeah. certain people may just learn differently, but no. they're still trying to.
2: Right.
3: Yeah, but the grind, I think, is the grind. Like she said, like it's the grind period. You know, what somebody want to work hard, but. The journey is different. And it's like, I I know that sometimes I come off very, like I know people ain't going to understand me sometimes. And it's really because that's all I knew was sports and working hard. But I just, I want to operate in silence. I'm in a competition with myself. It makes me upset when I don't feel like I was better than I was yesterday. It made me upset when I don't feel like I was better an hour ago or two hours ago because even at a, in the gym, like, okay, the game's over with. Okay, I get 18 against Ohio State. But then I'm like, that game's over with. Who gives a f-? like? Okay, let me go get some more shots up. Like, you know, yeah. I can't celebrate so long on something. It's like, it's trying to move on. Like, take it, love the journey, learn from it, but move on. It's, keep moving.
1: This was part one of our conversation with Jasmine Shuler. Tune in next week for the continuation of our conversation.